You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Breaking news, people. Before uh, the after the show discussion. Breaking news, the uh, Sony PlayStation Network. Right now, at this second, is being brought back up all around the Only world. Only for us. Interestingly enough, we've not talked about this. What if so- someone's listening to this in 2013? They won't have any idea what you're talking oh, about. I'll be telling the, you the date in a second. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, we've not talked about the PlayStation Network being down in all of the podcasts. Even though I do talk about game stuff, we never mentioned it. But um, it's been down for three weeks. I said to you today, three weeks kind of getting on a bit. And so out of the blue tonight, they said, uh, we're going to bring it all back up tonight. Um no, starting tonight. It'll all be back up by the morning, apparently. But it'll be... There's a map on their website, which is interesting. And it's the states. And each um, state lights up as they come back online. And ours... You can see they've started on the right-hand side. And ours is way hours away, I guess. But there's a firmware update you have to do. And what, he, what the CEO of Sony just said... We watched his video. Um, he said... That you have to change your password, and you can only do it on the console that it belongs to, the account. So, can't do it on the website, you have to do it on the console. So, if your console broke down... You have two. I do. And if you can't... How about this? If your console broke down during these weeks when it was off, and it was, and you needed to send it for repair, when they come back up, you're, you're at their mercy, aren't you? Oh, no, they're not going to let you in with the old password, are they? So you're fine, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, the hackers can't get in. Um, you mean hacker that might come across the... Come in, show up at the repair shop and pick up your, ex- <laughs> your Xbox and your No, I mean, the hackers have your password. They right. have my email address and password, right? They have it. We know that. They have my credit card details. They have everything, right? Everybody's thing. That's what happened with Sony's network. Some hackers got in there, took all the details... It's been happening a lot recently. Um, yesterday, this was an interesting one, IDOS, the uh, company IDOS who make games. Yeah, DOS. Yeah. Their website got hacked. Now, it was their corporate website, but what what was stolen was um, um, CVs, uh, resumes, mm. of anybody who ever applied for a job there. <laughs> and it, it was thousands of them. Um Interesting, because that's very personal data, isn't it? A, a, a resume. It has everything about you on it, right? Mm. Even as your social security number, if I'm not mistaken. When you're applying you for... put your social security number on your resume. No, absolutely not. Right. You should I've never know. No, not that right. I'm aware of, because it's just sitting in the drawer or something. But it'd have address, desk. telephone number, name, age, the I whole lot. stuff you would find on the net anyway, but still. But you know, it just seems to be... And last pass the other week which is a password online password system, they got compromised, seems to be getting more and more prevalent. I don't know if it's just because of Sony, everything else has been elevated up in the news. Everybody's looking for news about hacking. But um, it's going to be one of them problems going forward, isn't it? Until sure. somebody figures out, like I said to you, retinal scanning or fingerprint scanning or something... Well, that's not going to stop hackers, is it? Not getting, getting onto systems, servers, I guess, yeah. no. It's a mess, really. I mean, like he said, we're going to now make yeah. it a full-time priority. No. Like, I can't, you can't believe that either he misspoke mm. 
or truly. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm I'm hacking again. It was now. very carefully worded what he said. Yeah, yeah. I I was listening to him, and the and he was sat behind his really luxurious desk in his big leather chair. You know, rolling in his money. Talking about how much he cares <laughs> about your information. Now, he might care on a human level. Yes. However, he doesn't care. He only cares, quote-unquote, because it's money he only that's cares rolling out of his the door. Sh- the shareholders are breathing down his neck saying, you better put this right, and you better make the sh- make people believe in Sony again. I mean, that's what you need to do, so do it. Like, um, And he has to go out there and put on the public face and... It's, I think it's hard to sure. come back from something like that. Because they're a real snotty company, I think, anyway. Like, yeah. they really want to be impressive um, and all when the time. You, when your next bunch of customers come to back, when the new consoles come around, or you're a customer who bought a PlayStation, you're fine, all your details were stolen, you're kind of pissed about it, you're going to go and buy a TV, but you're not buying Sony anymore, you'll get the Samsung. You know, you, you know it can put that kind of... Mm-hmm. Edge. People did it with Toyota cars, for instance, didn't they? You know, it puts a, um, oh, I'm not buying that again. Not that Sony will have a problem, because Sony right. have so many products, and, you know, people love them, don't they? It does highlight that a big corporation, basically, you are their puppet. You are there only to transfer money from your bank account to theirs, right? They don't give a shit about you, really. They no. only care that you keep funneling the money into their checking account all the time. Really? So anything that stops that is a problem. That's a big company. They only care about... They're like a big vacuum. Sucking up the cash that you go to work for every day. That's all they care about. Just I'm just breaking the news to you. So anytime they say to you, oh, we were really concerned and we're really worried. No, they're not. They don't care about you, ascoli.com. No. They care that they had 8 million loyal customers, and now they have 7 million and 2, and now they want those other million back. You know what I mean? Here's something ironic. Let's get on to our review of Sony's Big Movie. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't plan that, but I was just thinking, oh yeah, that's from Sony. (laughs) Well, you know what? If Sony people are listening to this, I don't give a shit, because I'm telling you. That was pretty funny, though. They It's just the same. It's the same. I don't even care. It's like... That's just what they do. They want you They want you to buy this DVD. They do. They don't really care if you have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Seth Rogen might care. I'm not particularly fond of Seth Rogen, but as a guy who makes movies and writes stories and he wants to have a good... He has to have somebody he wants to, to have fund a, it. Yeah, he wants to have a good laugh. I think he seems like just kind of a dude who wants to, you know, dick around and have some yucks here and there and... He might be interested if you walked up to him on the street and said, man, I really enjoyed your movie. Thanks, man. He'd be like, hey, thanks, man. But if you went up to Sony and stood outside and said, thank you for the entertainment, they'd be like, how much mm-hmm. money do you have left? Because we would like to suck the rest of it out of you. Do you want a new PSP? <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> anyway, Saturday, May the 14th. We're actually a day early um, and a dollar short. And it's 2011. This is after the show number 172. And this week, I put on my game show presenter. You are. <laughs> That's good because I've got the wheeze back on. This week, we've had lots of rain. This week, we are looking at the movie The Green Hornet. This is a 2010 movie released on the 3rd of March 2011. It's released on Blu-ray and DVD, but we're looking at the good old-fashioned DVD version of the movie. Um, something I'll get onto when we get to the extras about DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, it's from our friends at Sony. <laughs> <laughs> a real friend can handle criticism. Yes. And they don't ditch you because of it. So, you know, whatever. Um, and Sid Talk, that's you. 
I'm sorry. You talking to me? Is going to um. You talking to me? Tell us what this you movie. You must be talking to me because I'm the only one here. That'd be Robert De Niro. <laughs> uh, so you Robert tell us what this here? movie's all about. <laughs> and who am I to you? What am I? What are you? Oh, you're my husband. I have no idea. Introducing to the new po- new new podcast. I have no idea who you are. You don't know who I am. It's an anonymous. I just style. stumbled stam- stammered in, stumbled in. Yes. Um, the Green Hornet is about a dude who's the rich son of a guy, inherits the fortune, he has nothing to do with his life, he's a good guy at heart, he wants to solve... No, he doesn't want to solve anything. Um, he just wants to play all the time, and then he stumbles into being sort of a crime fighter type of thing with the dude who makes good coffee and builds cars. Good, based on a television, uh, radio play slash television series. Yeah, well, I'll skip over that part because you know what? I've never seen. No, I always of... skip over that part because I. I'm not saying I'm saying me because I have right. no knowledge of it whatsoever. One of my Saturday morning favorites as a kid. I've heard of the Green Hornet. I've not ever seen even a visual representation of you know, it. No, I think I've seen all of them. Awesome. Every Saturday when I was. But a kid. I'm giving you my my perspective as a person who has no knowledge of that. All right. So the Green Hornet, a 2010 update of what I just mentioned. Um, Finish your childhood tale. I'll probably say it during. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't expect to because the trailer led me to believe it was Seth Rogen yucking it up, like you say. Yeah. The entire time, but. Funnily enough, while he does yuck it up a bit, the chemistry between him and the guy who plays Kato is good enough to take the edge off. To it, It's not pure Seth Rogen as you'd expect him, because he does stuff acting-wise because of the other guy. He gets elevated you a don't couple expect. of times. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah, Time. a couple of times. I mean, there's a lot of times where he's just a knocked-up guy yeah, or whatever. totally. But... The Seth Rogen I'm not fond of. I actually liked him as the hero of this because it's actually a, a comedy at heart. A superhero movie, but a comedy also. Um, I actually found it very funny. Like, clever, funny I writing. I laughed a lot. Yeah, especially that scene at the beginning with Oh Frank. my god, that's the best scene in the movie. And all I could think was, it's going to be all downhill from here. Do you, do you know what was, what was good about that scene? It was it's, awesome. It's just... It's, I know it was delivered well, but the writing is really sharp. And and I was thinking, you know, this is really good writing. It's like, it's it's just a really interesting conversation between two bad guys. Uh, we don't spoil what happens, but it's an, a conversation between two bad guys. Kind of done in like a Tarantino-ish, just dialogue is the interesting part. It's not really visually interesting, it's just the dialogue is... I like how you've decided that Tarantino's the guy who invented dialogue because well, he's not I'm just saying people draw on stuff um, but yeah I love that scene and the the comedy in that scene I laughed yes, several times I did too and I think it runs out of steam towards the end comedy wise because they they go more from comedy to you like, mean the whole movie the movie yeah, itself yeah, um, yeah. they go from like it's quite funny uh, it's very funny at the beginning, and during them learning to be the Green Hornet and Kato, like the origin story type part, that's quite funny too. There's even a montage in there, which is kind of funny. But then at the end, they kind of want action, don't they? So they mm-hmm. the comedy kind of takes a backseat, whereas all the action comes into play. I didn't think it was absolutely necessary, all that action at mm-hmm. the end. I preferred a bit more hijinks with these two, because that was the idea of them. But, you know, they tried to go super action-packed. 
um, the the baddie guy, mm. uh, uh, Christoph Waltz, it's mentioning ta- Tarantino again. <laughs> um, amazing. Really yes. amazing. Um, th- his thing at the end, amazing. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to say what that is. Because you can but... imagine, <laughs> Seth Rogen is a dude our age, sitting in a room, laptops with his friend, writing the story, and they're like, dude, we have seen bad guys yeah, go out so many things. ways. <laughs> can we just think of some crazy shit? And then you'll see as you. Um, but yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. There was parts where I was like... Were you doing this? Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of the scenes um, in the middle... Which I feel like it could have lost a bit. Um, I mean, they could have edited it down a little bit more. It's, it feels a bit drawn out at some points. And the a lot congressman of the scene, part of the story. I yeah, that felt, Yeah. And a lot of the parts with Cameron Diaz, to be honest, in the middle, the office type, newspaper-ish type scenes, I just felt they were not 100% funny a lot of the time and unnecessary like a lot of it. Well, it can't be funny constantly. No, but it slowed the movie down a bit. And and for me that and I like I like action. Okay, wait a minute. Do you know one of the things that really irritate me when people talk about movies? Hmm. It's slow. It was slow in the beginning. It slowed down. No, really I'm not was... talking about making it I'm not talking about slow. I'm saying it slows the This is an action slash comedy, right? Yeah. So there's there's parts of it. So you're saying it didn't have enough comedy or action. So therefore, that part didn't grab you. Anymore. Yeah, in okay. the middle. But that's what I, w- I I come into this movie for an action comedy. There are parts. Because um, you're not an ADD guy with movies, you I, like some absolutely slow not. Movies, but I know yeah. what I'm expecting here because I, I like I say I've seen the trailer, kind of know what to expect. The trailer makes it look really dumb, to be honest. But when you watch it, there's a lot more to it than that trailer suggests. As in. The relationship between these two characters is actually pretty good. I mean, well written, you know? I mean, it's a superhero movie still. But it's it's well written and, and they chose... I, I feel Rogan's the right guy to be it. I was thinking of other people who I'm could not 100% been, sure about that. You know, I, another one I had in my mind was Jason Bateman. And I don't know why. I was like, maybe, he, like could Jason have, maybe he could have been it as well. Could it, yeah. You know? But I liked it. I... Uh, I didn't expect to like it, because that trailer... And we saw the trailer in 3D at the cinema. And that 3D was really off-putting. It was, yes. It was, it was the kind of 3D where it looked like a, a flip book. Everybody it's completely was, not necessary. It, not necessary. Even watching it on DVD, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's perfect. It's fine. Mm. I would watch this movie on my Zoom, to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't need to be big and fancy for me. I mean, it's got a lot of action and stuff, but... You can tell... I mean, it wasn't a movie that was converted into 3D. It was a movie filmed specifically yeah. for 3D. And you can see that in some of the action scenes that they were trying, you know, to use the 3D. The one thing I did admire was the one scene where you get the cars all multiplying. Very cool, the, though. Uh, I didn't think it was cool at all. But I'm just glad they didn't do it again. I, I was no, like... I like I was like, please don't do any more of that shit. Because it's like with the weird slow motion and then the weird da- and the weird dancey, fighty stuff. It's very Michelle Gondry. I'm not into yeah. that. Yeah. And... I was thinking, oh God, is every five minutes we're going to get this? And then that was it. No more of that. I like the big trucks smashing into shit. That's more couple real to me. A couple of bits of the um, Matrixy style stuff. There was a couple of times it happened. Mm. I liked I that think though. I like that Kato had that power. Like It was like a power. Like where he could... Assess a heightened, the situation. A heightened sense, you know? But the way they showed it, it was it was almost like a, like a superpower. But not really. 
Because he's just a normal dude, right? He's not a mystical dude or anything. Um, they have no powers. No, and that's... They're like Batman. That's why one of my recommendations is what it is. Because, uh, as you will see there, it's the perfect one the for one? superheroes who have no powers. <laughs> um, that's not a superhero movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I liked Michelle Gondry's visual style. But there again, it didn't come across tons in this one. When you say... There was some stuff that did. And it's particularly... There was that one little montage thing where it was showing you the city. And it was sh- explaining a load of um, exposition very quickly. And it showed you, like, pop-ups and, like, weird... Like, I don't mm. even know how to explain it. Like, logos and, like, showing you people dead and, like, crossing them off. Oh, that I part remember. was kind of cool. I remember that part. Well, it showed, the first it showed you an overbridge, and then it showed you a fire, a fire, a fire. Oh, a fire. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it did a lot of stuff. And the other particularly Michelle Gondry moment was the one where the assassins were going out, and it, it did the split screen, and yeah. then it split the screen again, and then you ended up with, like, you know, was, 16... After the opening scene, that was the most interesting part to me. That was Michelle Gondry stuff. Um, but I read an interview with Michelle Gondry, and he said that this really isn't his movie. No, no. It... He did have a little bit of input, but it was a movie that's already done with people like Seth Rogen who were responsible for it, and he just stepped in to add the the director. Because, you know, Be Kind Rewinds, a Michelle Gondry movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, a Michelle Gondry. Like he wrote them? And did everything. Right. And, you know, they're his movies. He sees this as not his movie, even though he directed it. Which I it's a good see. way to remove yourself from accountability in case everybody I read says, oh my god, what kind of movie are you making yeah. now, Michelle? What's wrong with you, Michelle? This movie sucks. Yeah, but he's, prob- <laughs> he's probably like, yes, but me, Michelle, has to make a movie like this to go and make my next two movies. Because yeah. this is where my money me, comes Me, Michelle. Is that how French people speak? Is, <laughs> yeah. he, is he French? Me, Michelle. Is he French? Yes, he is French. Michel Gondry. So, let's move on to the cast. Were you going to ask me what I think of it? You said you liked it. Um, no, I didn't. All right, what do you think? I said I laughed. <laughs> See, you didn't even ask. Um, you know one week you talked about some movie that wasn't edited very well? I think it was the war one. Yeah, you said it felt edited weird, like choppy, and the... The, were they, the way back. Yes, yes where they I walked did. across, right. This movie, uh, you might have been too into having a good time, but because I was a little bit bored often and I wasn't that into it all the time... Um, there was a lot of weird shots that kept popping up, real edited, really strange in scenes that. See, I put that. I just put that. No, down to, not in action scenes. We're no, I mean, about, like, I just put that down to Michelle Gondry. He does have an odd style. It's slightly odd. Be no, kind, rewind. There's no odd. style to it at all. I'm talking about um, somebody walking, and then all of a sudden the shot is down here, watching the legs walk by. But it's not important. It's kind not of like, music video ish. No, 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 not at all. This is like somebody. Had a big bunch of shots of different things, and then they go, "Well, we need half a second to fill in here to get from here to here," and so slap that in there. It was very bizarre. I don't know. It's- Action sequences I can handle because you just sometimes you don't know what's going on. But I laughed a lot. I still don't love Seth Rogen. I I'm I'm at about twenty eight twenty nine percent, but I really love the Cato guy, Jay Chow, and I would love to see just him. In a story. So maybe mm. he's got movies out there that I should watch, but I really liked him. But I had a good time. I just felt like it was kind of weak. The story with the congressman and the... 
wanting, and it was very apparent to me throughout the whole thing when we watched the extras and they tried to say, well, we want to take this and flip it and we want to take this and flip it. It was so obvious that it wasn't even clever. You know, the father who's not great, the woman who's not like the, just there to be like romanced, all that shit. It's like, yeah, obviously you're flipping it around. Obviously you're doing the opposite. Obviously this isn't a really, this isn't, you know, so that was a little too obvious to me. It was, I do think that. But it's definitely a dude movie and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean. Yeah. And so was the TV show, to be honest, Uh, the way Rogan says, like in the TV show, there was actually a, a woman who was basically just there as a pair of tits. She was nothing in the thing. She was just very attractive. That was the idea. And that's who, who Cameron Diaz plays in this one. But, but they, she's not. No, but they switched that up, right? But like, what I'm saying is, the original TV show, Green On It, it was literally for men to watch. There was fighting. There was sexy women. There was, you know, peril. There was gadgets. You know, it and martial does it, arts. What does this say about your gender? We're pretty simple. <laughs> And stupid. <laughs> not stupid. <laughs> not stupid. We're easily not, uh, I'm not going to argue with the simple part. And yet you pretend to run the world or the people who get in charge to run the world. But you know what? Oh I my am... God. Imagine. Imagine women who are listening to this. These people who want to watch boobs, explosions, and people doing gag jokes on each other. These are the people who claim to run the world. What a load of crap. Can I just mention there's a fight sequence in the middle of this movie. There's a fight sequence that, like you say, are generally, they can get quite boring. <laughs> yeah. But this one's hilarious. Like, they turned a fight sequence into a comedy sequence. Yes, I did. I did find Where it really he rides funny. A, a motorcycle into <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like unexpected. Completely really unexpected. Because I was like, okay, um, Kato and the Green Hornet are having a bit of a disagreement. There's going to be a fight. There's a little fight. You know, you expect it. It's that you're thinking kind of, Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind that of That kind of story. Yeah, without the, but, but this yeah. fight is bananas. Because like <laughs> <laughs> one of them's an expert and one of them's not. And it, and it the, is funny. The I whole laugh, sequence yeah, is, it lasts for quite a while. But it's without them saying anything, just just beating the shit out of each other in hilarious kind of ways. See, I like it, that kind of fight scene. But yeah, then when you get to that's the... That's what I mean. I imagine, well, I'm thinking that you, you get bored of fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, there's no way you can be bored of this fight <laughs> no, scene. No, because you don't know what's happening next. No, because it's like... <coughs> With the well choreographed enemy scenes when you're fighting them, it's obvious what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. either the bad guy's going to get the one up on you and you're going to get to live because the movie's not over, or you're going to get one up on the bad guy and he's gonna, or this thug and he's going to run off to his boss. But when it's between the two heroes... You actually don't know. No. I mean, you know nobody's going to die, basically. I mean, I'm not just giving away anything, but you pretty much know nobody's going to die. But the thing is, it almost felt like they just kept going, what can we do? What can we throw at this fight to make it more funny? That's the only time when I felt like DVD versus Blu-ray might have made a difference. Because it was quite dark. I do think... And I was thinking maybe if it was on Blu-ray or maybe if we were watching it in 3D even. I don't know. But there was quite dark there and that made it a little bit harder to I see. I do think DVD... It, we've watched a, a lot. We don't generally... We don't get DVDs very often. Other than that scene, though, I didn't find... It, no, it, I, do, I do think DVD... I do think Blu-ray, and this is it's apparent. I've not watched a DVD for some time on a big screen. We watched it on a big screen, right? It's apparent that Blu-ray is better now. Like... It's sharper, the sound is better, the whole thing is just a better package. It's apparent that, that it is. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I say sometimes it doesn't matter. This time it didn't matter to me except that one scene. To me, uh, I definitely... I've, we've The last time we reviewed a DVD was about a year and a half ago. 
we've watched Blu-rays all this time, right? Just for, I asked for the Blu-ray and we got sent the DVD. It was just a mistake, so I didn't question it and we reviewed the DVD. But it's apparent Blu-rays are better for me. Especially if you're for blowing you, them yeah. up to 103. But some movies doesn't matter, really. But especially if you're blowing them up to 103 inches. And we've seen some Blu-rays that don't look good. Yeah, so we have seen some Blu-rays. The Blu-rays. We've seen some Blu-rays that look like worse this than DVD. That. Yeah, worse. Than oh, this DVD looks fine. I mean, yeah. most of it's crispy clear. It's just that one scene. I don't think the, the sounds as good either on a In the a newspaper, DVD. you know, in the big scene there in the newspaper printing place, that was a bit funky. A couple of times it was a little bit dark or blurry or something, but I don't know if it was down just, to the, not seeing it on 3D or what it was. No, I don't think it's not 3D. I think it's when you go from, like, 1080p, which is, you know, like a, like a PC monitor resolution, down to 640 by 480 on a DVD, and we're looking at it huge on the wall. Yeah, but you're You'll making know. it sound like it looks like shit. It doesn't, it doesn't look, look like shit because the... Cause the Blu-ray player has um, upscaling capabilities. Yeah, but I mean, it looks perfect. There's no, no, it doesn't look perfect. Of course it does. Absolutely not. It's not pixely or anything. It's not pixely, but it is soft compared to a high-def picture. Absolutely soft. Mm, your brain's different than mine. No, I, I can... I, I've, you know, I, I know, I know what I'm seeing, and it's soft. I would... Um, the Blu-ray will look way better. But anyway, that, uh, that's We don't happens. have to watch it again, do we? No. <laughs> um, I mean, I enjoyed it. But I don't want to have to watch it again. I did too. I really enjoyed it. And, you know. You'll watch it again. I know you will. Does it have a commentary? Yes. Yeah, you'll watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it again in the future. For sure. It's um, a fun movie. It's, it's it just fun. fun. It doesn't yeah. claim to be anything else. It's fun. Everybody's having a good time on the movie. You can tell. Even the even Christoph Waltz is having a good time. You know, it's it's a that kind of movie. So, moving on to the cast. So, you, you were saying you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was as good as you did. I didn't think it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't saying this I'm is thinking, mine, I feel like it's really middle of the road for me. But I did have a lot of laughs at a yeah, lot of I, I laughed And that was more, down to Cato. And I laughed more than I thought I would. No, I laughed at uh, Seth Rogen. I, I actually laughed at everybody. Um, yeah, I, I thought the writing funny. was good. And Seth Rogen and his friend wrote it, right? So I did think the writing was pretty good. Um, not all the time. Some of it was a bit... Fakey. Hello, Hollywoody. But some of it was actually really good. So, uh, moving on to the cast, Seth Rogen as the Green Hornet slash Britt Reed. We've talked about him enough, I think. He's, he's, yeah. he's Seth Rogen. Doesn't... His trademark <laughs> laugh thing that he does naturally. He kept it down, didn't he, in the yeah, movie? thank goodness. Which I am glad about, because it really bugs me. It does, it's just... The, it's like it was one of those things, you Somebody know? told him to keep it down, though, didn't they? I mean, because he naturally does that laugh. Because he's done it in most of the other movies. He does. So, somebody said... Now, here's my question. Did everyone say he got, like, in super good shape for this movie yeah. or something? I mean, he's thin. He's it? just normal. Yeah, normal. I mean, he's been over... Look at him in Knocked Up and then look at him in this. Yeah, what did he lose? Like, 60 pounds? Like, what you did? Yeah, he didn't get buff, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. I think he's but, just lost weight. Right. Which is... I mean, don't get me wrong. That's difficult and everything. But I think I was expecting something different. Like he ripped. Like a Christian Bale kind of... Right. <laughs> overcoming to become the thing. And I'm not saying I love Christian Bale. I'm just saying, you know, that... They made it, hyped it up to. It be was like a hell that. of a. Um, I seen Seth Rogen. And he's exercising, isn't he? Even on the set doing yeah. that. Weird uh, well, I seen an interview with him, and he said that um, he had to exercise a lot and eat very little, right, to get in shape for this. And um, I saw like a. We had seen Seth Rogen in something like Knocked Up or whatever, and then the next time I saw him, he was on a red carpet, 
and he was in a suit and he was really thin. And I right. said to you, Seth Rogen's like super thin. Like all, it seemed all of a sudden to me, but it was probably a year or something. Uh, I don't know what he's like now. Oh yeah, I do know what he's like now. He's on Howard. He looks even more in shape than he did in the Green Hornet. So I guess he, when people get down to it, they keep it, don't they? You know, they don't want to. Not always. <laughs> he seems to have kept it. Maybe he's got another movie coming up where he has to be buff. You know. Or in life, he just like you Prefers decided it. to keep it. Yeah. Me, I like to have a little extra on my backside. Yeah, a little roundness back there. <laughs> so, so Jay Chow plays Kato, and Jay Chow is not familiar to um, Western audiences. In fact, he's not a film star. He's a pop star in Taiwan. Um, he's, he also must be absolutely super rich, because when I looked up his bio, he owns a company that makes pianos in Taiwan, like really high-end pianos. This is his company. He um, he owns a chain of restaurants in Taiwan that are really super popular. Uh, and there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, air, you know when you can rent like a private jet off somebody? He owns the thing that rents the private jets, <laughs> right? So he's he's not just a pop star. He's a very successful pop star. Just happens that we don't know of him because he's famous in China and Taiwan. So, but and he doesn't speak a lot of English according to his bio. Did fine though. Kind of like a Jackie Chan person who you can't believe that he doesn't speak English all the time. He struggles, I think. There's an awesome part in the movie where he where he suddenly he's talking to um (laughs) and then he's talking in um Chinese and and he says, um Seth Rogan says, Do you realise you're talking in Chinese? And then he goes back to English. So I I thought that was really good because that was a it seemed to me maybe something that happened on the set quite right, often right. where he just slipped back. But I really liked him. Oh, yeah, totally. And he's would, a good action star. I would no? totally want to see... Because he has moments of just super cool. And I'm not a cool... Things aren't a cool magnet for me, but I'm telling you, there were moments when I was like, he just... I want to see him do other things. Because he looks like he could do really serious, but he does comedy really well because he's, he's the straight man, obviously. Yeah, the straight man, yeah. But he's also... He's kick-ass kind of guy, but he's not... He's not... You know, I'm American. I've been raised around Americans. You've been raised around British hard men and thugs and shit like that, you know. And then you think about other types of thuggish or, like, these kind of, you know, like, kick-ass dudes who are, you know. He doesn't have that. It's minus that. But you feel like at any moment he could just, like, he does, and, like, knock the shit out of everybody and then go back to just being the guy. And the other thing I ever thought about watching this movie... Not attributed to him specifically, but, you know, he's got, like, his workshop, and he works on these cars and builds crazy things. And I was thinking in life, just in life, culturally speaking, enough people don't have workshops anymore. That guy across the road is. Yeah, but he's kind of a dick, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> other people, without the noise. Even then, if he wanted to live... Uh, you weren't, you wouldn't be hearing his noise, this Cato guy working inside that big no. mansion. So if that guy wants to be noisy, I'm just saying, like... A place to piddle, a place to have all your stuff out, a place to do, if you have an art studio or a, a place where you do all your beading or do all of your, like, wood carving or work on your cars or build anything. I You just don't think, I mean, people want so much to have everything all tidied up and put away. <clears throat> Not speaking of anyone specifically. It was the tidiest it workshop tidy, I've ever seen. But it was still piles of things on all of his surfaces, and you could tell he, it's... I mean, they made it into a place where it looked like somebody's in there being creative, productive. Making gas guns. Making up stuff. He built a coffee machine. Yes, it's a movie. I get it. But I'm just saying, in life, my grandpa had a workshop area, 
one of them did, and he piddled around, and then my other one had a workshop area, but because my grandma was so kind of bitchy about it, being tidy, and he just never used it much because he didn't want to get barked at for being messy. Right. And I think more people need to have a room or a thing in their house or somewhere where they piddle and make stuff and have a workshop, people. Build some stuff. So that's my sideline. So next up is Cameron <laughs> Cameron Diaz as a Lenore Case. Um, she... She's good. And I like. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of hers either, but I liked her in this. Yeah, I like the character. I should say because I was. It's just almost like writing. the character from Night and Day that we just saw, right? No, not really. She wasn't. I, I no, thought, no, I no, thought no. it was very. She similar. wasn't awkward. She wasn't any of that stuff. Kind of tough when it come down to it. No, I think you're wrong. But there no, you go. I don't think so. And I think she's she's almost the same in everything I see her in. Well, she is what she is. And I'll say that about Seth Rogen as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's two of them. Um, who isn't? Give us an example of who you contrast them with. I don't think Angelina Jolie is the same in everything you see her in. Hmm. Unless she's being an assassin kind of kick-ass kind of thing. Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith and then the one where Salt. she's... Salt. Or, or Tomb Raider even or whatever. <laughs> you know, the sim- so then where are the different ones? Where's Changeling, the- very different. Yes, hackers right. quite different. I'm, I never saw hackers. I just you know there are people. Oh, there, there's plenty of people who are not the same. In well, I'm just saying, if you're saying he's the same, give us an example of somebody that you admire for kind of. Well, Christian Bale's one of those people. Then again, the you could intensity. say he's just intense in everything. Yes, intense. The yeah. intensity overrides. You ever see him in a comedy where he's like, <laughs> not really. Do you? He's intense. <laughs> Ed Harris, he's intense. He's always the same. If so, it's Christoph or that guy in the woods, he's the same. And talking of Christoph, next up is Christoph Waltz, <laughs> who we saw in Inglorious Bastards. It, it was it riveting, almost, absolutely the best performance in Inglorious Bastards. I mean, that opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. I, if if the movie ended after that yes. opening scene, I would have been satisfied. You just and that this is the thing in this movie. I'm watching the opening scene with James Dean and this guy. Well, it's not James Dean, but you Franco's not actually credited in this movie. I shouldn't be. Um, no, it was good. And I'm thinking, yeah, but, and I'm thinking during this scene, in this one, like I said, oh, it's only going to, this is going to be the best part of the movie. And I was right. But in Inglourious Bastards, you're watching it and you're thinking, I'm think I was actually thinking to myself, oh my God, if the rest of this movie is this good, I, I'll be, my brain and it can't was. take it. And it was. And that scene was, I could, it could have gone on forever. I was just, my gut was all, like, wrenched, and it was because of him. He was just... There is something I want to mention about that beginning scene of Inglorious Bastards. If you watch the beginning scene, all the dialogue between Christoph Waltz and the family, you know, the dude, and then they're the running away, just, all that, and just take that from the Inglorious Bastards movie. It makes a fantastic short, movie, oh, yeah. short film, because it's contained, like, it. it it's... You know, I know you do find out some stuff sure, that happens sure. later, but it's a story in itself, and it would work as a short film. You know, I've I've loved that scene. It's about fifteen minutes long. And it's because of him, absolutely. It is, yeah. He's and, creepy and, as and you know fuck. what? We'd never seen him up to that point. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he was literally a new actor to us. I mean, he'd acted before, and I hadn't seen him since, have we? Um, I think he has been in a couple of things, but maybe we've not seen them. But, you know. I liked him in this. It was more light-hearted, obviously. He it was, was light-hearted, but he wasn't a light-hearted guy. No. It was a funny, uh, like you say, uh, kind of obvious that they twisted this bag sure. around. Made him 
Um, but he wasn't a caricature of a baddie trying to be different, like the guy from, not Salt, what's the other Angelina Jolie movie? The Tourist. That right? bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Who was supposed to be, like, intense and creepy, but on the subtle side, you know, like... You never knew if he was just going to pull out a gun and shoot you or right. stab you or whatever. But he didn't come off right. It, it fell apart. But this guy, I yeah. felt constant danger. But I like not, that he had this but weird not like, self-doubt of himself. <laughs> like maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not cool enough. Maybe, you know, and he just... It's, it's an interesting thing, but like you say, it's slightly obvious too, isn't it? But it was interesting to but see But he it does it in out. a way that I, I'm intrigued by. Yeah, I mean, he's a bad use, so messed up he creates this identity where even yeah. his gas mask is is colored <laughs> he's like put the thought into making the gas mask the right color and stuff it's kind of funny i like that where he pulls a gas mask See, that's my least favorite part of the whole story minus the congressman as well but that thing the congressman him, part seemed completely ab- it was only a device to get you the only thing was a device to come back around to the father thing. Yeah, that's what it was. Now, in fact, you could have erased the whole father-congressman story. It didn't matter. You could have started with the dead father having been dead for five years, and now this guy doesn't know what he's doing it? with his life. What? Are we spoiling <laughs> I don't think so. No, because in the trailer it shows the right. him finding out about his father. Um, Wasn't that the story of the show? If you've ever seen it? But um, you could have erased all of no. that and then just had him becoming the Green Hornet. And this bad guy's in town, and here we go. We don't need to loop it all around, to me, anyway. It was like, maybe that's where it slowed down for you, adding all that stuff in there. And Chris, yeah, I think it did it a little bit. And Christoph Waltz was playing Benjamin Chernofsky. It was a joke that people couldn't get his um, name right in the movie. Chudnofsky. Um, and then I put down Tom Wilkinson as James Reed, because I love Tom Wilkinson. Small role in this, really. Pivotal role, but small. Yeah. impactful. Um, but but he, uh, he lends a credibility to it whenever he pops yeah, up for he's, me. He's always really the same like too though, a lot. He is, but he, he does it well, like, you know. I always think of Separate Lies. Mm-hmm. Awesome movie. Um What else was he in? Michael. Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Now that one was that one was more and wasn't he in uh our my son's room or our son's room or the son's room? Yes. Was, that was pretty harrowing that movie. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um Was it Sissy's Basic? Or Holly Hunter? I do not know. Directed by Michelle Gondry, as I said earlier, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. One Excellent of the, movie. Superb movie. Be Kind Rewind, also a super. It was movie. really good. Um, Unexpected. You know? You got Jack Black, you've got like the on the Yeah, but not really. It was really quirky and... Yeah, really, I really liked it. On par with like uh, Son of Rambo. Those movies that when you watch them, you're just like... It's just this unique... Yeah, thing and you're thinking it's awesome and lovely and Napoleon Dynamite kind of entertaining, fits in that too. Uh, like a unique thing that there's nobody tries to do another yeah. one of it. It's just it it exists. The Truman Show it exists. There's nobody trying to copy it, and it's great. Like, and that's it. You know, because you can't, can you? Groundhog Day. There's no formula there that there. I mean, there is underlying. There's a formula for every movie, but that's what I liked about Be Kind Rewind. It was a unique. Thing that I didn't see coming. Feel and, good movie. Yeah, and the actual premise of it is really fun. <laughs> and that's the deal with the Green Hornet, I guess. Um, DVD extras. There's not a ton, I don't think. There's um, enough. What it's do you think of the cover of the movie? Um, it's, yeah. it's very movie poster. Very cover. middle of the road. I mean, less than middle of the road. I'm going to give it, you know, low marks. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so much to do in this movie, visually, that you could have made. All, you, all I need, how about this? Just a front thing of the car, or maybe a yeah, side thing of the car. There, yeah, but no, I mean the whole cover just of the car. Or I would have done something Coffee like machine. <laughs> the top of a the cup coffee of coffee. with the leaf. Most, you know, <laughs> yes. where the, the leaf and the cream. The coffee looked, did, did look delicious. Or, how about this? Just the mask on like a white background or on a light green background or something. Like the old times <clears throat> when you see the comic book or whatever. Um, the coffee that Jay Chow makes in this movie, because it's one of the things he makes coffee for the green. It looked amazing, but there again, it looked like a thousand calories. <laughs> know, it was, it was like, all cream. There was like this much coffee, <laughs> and I'm putting my fingers very close together. Look how close together they are. It's very small. They're pretty damn close. Now, anyone who watches American Dad will know that reference. Because he's going, look, Francine, look. Look how close my fingers are together. They're so damn close together. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, mm-hmm. She's done paying attention to him, and he feels neglected, and da-da-da. So you got to watch the show. All right, so special features on the DVD. Um, this is the little rant I was going to say earlier. Um, rant? A rant? The Blu-ray has a lot of features. Yeah, the DVD has very few. Now, and that didn't used to be the case. They used to have the features on both. But it seems DVD is getting the shit end of the stick, so to say, recently. Okay, here's my uh, point of view. I don't care. Well, this is almost as much as the Blu-ray. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean... It's literally $2 For left. this movie... I don't need more extras, that's what I'm saying. I would like... There's a couple of things on the Blu-ray I would have liked to see. And one of them's like a feature-length... Um, feature-length, like an hour and a half? 90-minute making of. That's an hour and a half. <laughs> um, I would have liked to see... It. It's picture-in-picture, picture, I believe, that kind of deal. But um, still, it's completely left off here, so... Really, you need that for this movie? If you're a big fan of this movie, I would say get the Blu-ray. That's all I'm saying. Because that's when it where... it goes on sale. That's where all the features are. Or rent um, it. So special features on here is uh, on the blue on the DVD, which is what we're reviewing, is awesome gag reel. Um, pretty funny gag reel, actually. You see the director getting up to mischief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like a fun time. On like I say, that look. Not only is the movie fun, but it looked like they had fun, right? There's so many fucking people who make who are on the set Just standing a around. Movie. Yeah. You always go like, what are these guys? What's what? that guy doing? No wonder movies cost a hundred million dollars. I'm not saying put people out of work. I'm saying, how about you people who are standing around, get your own camera, spend a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, and go make your own movie. Why do you need a hundred people in a room? Yeah, you know when I mean, you... They, I'm sure they're all doing something. You know something, when you see the credits and it'll crazy. go like... It'll go like, <clears throat> assistant to Mr. Rogan. Something else to Mr. Rogan. Something <laughs> yeah. else to Mr. Like, Mr. Rogan has this entourage assistant of Assistant to assistant to Mr. Rogan. Mr. Rogan's driver. You know, everybody who helps Mr. Rogan now... Say he has ten people who, who deal with him. His hair, his suit, his driving. And then you have to put the wages for those ten people yeah. onto a sheet of paper. No wonder movies cost a lot. That's not, you know, when you have a guy who... And like I said, I'm not saying put people out of work, but I'm saying don't piss and moan about how much your movie costs and then, and then show us the credits and we're going, yeah, <laughs> duh. I mean, like, oh my God. This movie cost $110 million to make. As opposed to Skyline last week, which cost ten million. You know, Skyline. While it, if you took the writing, some of the quality, of this, more yeah. quality, and it's not hundred percent quality, but yeah, some it's of the better. dynamic, yeah, some of the dialogue, and smashed it into Skyline. How about if you just took the beasts from Skyline, the aliens, and put them into the Green Hornet story? That would be good. <laughs> 
Alright, so yeah, you get your gag reel, you get a filmmaker's commentary, you get the Black Beauty uh, Rebirth of Cool, which shows you. I mean, the Black Beauty was a big part of the TV show, obviously. Um, That's get, the car. You get to see, pretty good featurette if you're into cars, how they re. you know. Instead of making, like they said, instead of making it like a brand new futuristic looking super Batmobile type thing, they took the original car and just made it modern. Well, it didn't really make it modern. It still no. looks like an old car, but all. it's got modern gadgets and stuff. Um, and then there's a feature out, the last one, called Writing the Green Hornet, which is Seth Rogen. And who's the other guy who wrote it with him? Do you know? Mm, Sean somebody or something like that? Shane Evan Sean. Goldberg. Evan. They, similar, similar <laughs> to um, They just sit down and tell you about writing it and I, I like that one found that quite good too because you see a bit of the process of how they were putting it together and then they said about who was it who was going to be the baddie Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage and then he dropped out and then they brought Aren't in you, I mean I know you love Nicholas Cage but come on that would have been I a disaster liked, yeah Christoph Waltz is better oh yeah. way better um, but then they brought in Christoph Waltz at the last minute and they were writing his lines while he was on the set it was kind of it, was, it seemed like there was a bit of trauma trauma in there like with the movie a little bit yeah yes. but they seem to make it work there was another director attached to this who dropped out also I, I was reading before wasn't Kevin Smith supposed to write a long time ago was that the Green Hornet it might have been yeah or was that the Green Lantern Green Lantern maybe hmm. don't know which is another the Green Lantern's also coming out this year <laughs> two green something movies in one year kind of strange and what about was the other one Green Lantern is that what is the guy from uh, Spider-Man? He's green. Goblin. The Green Goblin. Hmm. Or is he just called the Goblin? No, he's the Green Goblin. So you got the Green Goblin, the Green Hornet, and the Green... Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, that, isn't it? Should have a movie with but all... But then we do have Superman, Spider-Man, Batman... What about a movie with all three of those green dudes <laughs> in uh, fighting each other? And it's about environmental issues. Yes, like <laughs> Avatar. And they're battling Mother Nature or some crazy shit. Alright, so the Green Hornet saving the world their own way. I like how you say, alright. Like you're trying to calm me down. (laughs) Alright. So in conclusion, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I can honestly say most people, if you're into like an action comedy, I think you'll like it. It's fun. Yeah, it's that kind of movie, isn't it? It's not going to stick with you. It's not got anything to... It's not got a major message to tell you or anything. It's just... Let's have a laugh. Like, I think yeah. what's memorable are, in my mind, what sticks out are the scenes with them talking and getting to know each other. And the hilarious Truly. fight scene. Yeah. With them two fighting. And Christoph guy. That scene in the beginning really stands out, so. Yeah, and another standout scene for me is where they go and chop the head off the statue and have that particular fight there. I so what would perfect. make it even better for you? Some naked boobies? I mean, I realize you have a penis, so is that the only thing missing? <laughs> no, that, that's not. I, being, I don't. I don't want it to be an R rating. I'm being condescending, mm. by the way. Yeah, I think it's fine. As it is, you know, it's, <laughs> like you know, because it's a PG thirteen movie. It's also suitable for most people. There's not. There's no nothing. No, no drug references. No, no. Anything, is there? No. It's. Just, I mean, there's violence. Jesus, people get. Yeah, they do. It's super violent. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like people we're get talking. Shot, people get. Not just that. That truck thing just yeah. rolled over two construction yeah. people, and then that one piece of stuff fell on a guy in the that elevator. That looked pretty good. His right? legs were sticking out, and the thing, and yeah. then I mean, it was super violent. In a comic no book kind of way, really. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's in like in a, a comic booky way. I love how you just 
Well, when if you read any of those comic books from the fifties, the sixties, those there's a lot of that that the thing which yeah. I won't mention. Would I can see it on a page of a comic? You know, I don't nah, know that's pretty severe it. for old time comics. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's super violent. I would really not recommend kids watching it, to be honest, because I think it's really violent. You think? No, I don't think I'm it not, is. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it actually is really I, see, violent. I didn't see... I, oh, lots of it. Lots of sh- shooting, stabbing, up-close violence. It wasn't comic booky violence, really. It was, like, violent violence. Hmm. Lots of death. Lots of innocent deaths. You get cop cars blowing up and getting shoved into things, and then they laugh about it. You got civilian cars getting bashed into, buildings getting driven into. I think into. It, it's all done tongue-in-cheek, though. That's the... Yeah, but... If I think of it, I'm not the only one. So you... Does that take marks off for you? You think it's... In- I think it's super violent and it's made by a bunch of dudes. And well, I think that... Well, so true, it's made by a bunch of dudes. And it just sort of... Wrote by them. two dudes. So I don't think children should watch it. It's not a fun little... I think the PG-13 kids. rating is very appropriate. Maybe PG-16. I don't think that one exists. <laughs> All right, so um, in conclusion, I enjoyed it. You, I had a good time. Yeah, um, thanks to Sony. And, I think uh, it's middle for me. Yeah, I think it's slightly above middle. After watching Skyland last week, I'd rather watch The Green Hornet. Yeah, but you can't compare like that. I have to think in the no, scale No, but I mean, on the scale of movies, like, Skyline was fairly low for me, even though I enjoyed the special effects. This yeah, but one, if I you didn't. hadn't seen Skyline, where would this fit? What, on this year's movies that I've seen already? Yeah. You've seen some good ones, remember? Like, yeah, really middle, good. middle. This is slightly below middle. For me, it's not. It's fun. I I I got. I feel like if I'd have bought a ticket to see it, uh, I got my money's worth. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Like I had some fun, and and then I'm moving on to my next movie or whatever. So, um, thanks to Sony for the uh, DVD. Uh, You want to enter a contest? See aschoolie.com for details. Next week's Blu-ray review next week will be I am number four, and that'll be next week's Blu-ray review. Movie recommendations for this week. Have you noticed? Two weeks in a row, I said recommendations correctly. Mm-mm. I never noticed it, that you didn't. I always get it wrong. <laughs> um, so my recommendations are, for this week, another Michelle Gondry film. I mentioned it earlier. Be Kind Rewind. I highly recommend you watch that movie um, just to see what Michelle Gondry is all about. I think his best movie is Eternal Sunshine. Yes. I just wanted to highlight another comedy. Start with Eternal which Sunshine. Which Eternal Sunshine is not. <laughs> right, start with that one. Yeah. And then watch Be Can Rewind. And then watch Green Hornet. And you will see the guy has... Not that you, he wrote this one, like you said, but there's a, a breadth of stuff going on. Like, a lot of stuff going on. And my second recommendation is Kick-Ass. Because I think it has the same kind of feel as this movie. It's stylized. It's funny. It's about superheroes who don't have powers. You know, I mean, Kick-Ass elaborates on that a lot more. Kick-Ass had Nicolas Cage in it. This one almost did. You know? There's lots of comparisons. I enjoyed Kick-Ass a lot, to be honest. I, f- I thought it was really fun. You know? What's another one that you enjoyed that has the same kind of... A similar sensibility almost is... The vegan one. Oh, really enjoyed yeah. that one. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah. 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 I think that one did everything just a little bit better than either of the other two you're talking... Than the Green Hornet or Kick-Ass. There's just a different thing there, but... Alright, so what are yours? Mine are, because I wanted to think of, the idea of the Green Hornet is good guys who don't appear to be good guys, so they're kind of uh, skirting the line between good and bad. There, I mean, they're not doing bad things, but they're not seen as good guys. 
And I thought of The Incredible Hulk. I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about the TV show. Because everyone thinks the Hulk is the bad guy. But he's not really. And he does good. And oh, He doesn't do good, but you know. The TV so show is really the good. The TV show of The Incredible Hulk. I'm sure it's on something that you can watch online or Probably Netflix. Probably on Netflix. Or, I'm, I'm very possible. And the other one is... And I have no idea why I thought of this one. But as I was watching this movie, I thought of the movie My Favorite Year. Because in my favorite years, like from 1982, this dude um, is like, I can't remember what he is even, to the, it's Peter O'Toole. And Peter O'Toole was like a swashbuckling actor guy, you know, from early days of movies or whatever. And he's kind of on the outs, sort of. But he used to be like the swashbuckling hero, da da da. And so that's kind of the superhero of those days, of the early movie days. Like Errol Flynn. Also. Yes, exactly like that, where you know you grab the sail of the yeah. ship and you come down with dun da 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 da. Right, and then sort of the reality is they're not anything. They're just dudes, and they're all you know. I don't know why, but that movie to me at the time just was super charming, and I loved it. And I haven't seen it since, but. Go watch it if you want to see. Peter O'Toole, too, I really like. He's just a strange dude to me. I don't know why, but I've always liked him. Yeah, it's very good. Venus was particularly good. That's an older prime prime time. He's dead now. <laughs> He's dead now. Venus was pretty much near the end of his... Venus! Yeah. Uh, so, games and A. Scully stuff this week. I have been playing a couple of games this week. Uh, first one was Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Lego games. While I thought... Um, the further they went on with Lego games, the more Lego games that came out, I would get bored with them. They're actually improving them, which is, like, not really heard of, because sequels usually... It usually wears itself out, doesn't it? And I thought they would wear Lego out pretty It's not really a sequel. Well, it's a series of games. They're all the same. They just have a different theme, right? Maybe that is the ticket. Maybe that's the key to it, because you have such a different theme each time. But there again, they have had one, two, three, four Star Wars ones. <laughs> they're all still cool, you know? But they're getting better. Austin even says they get better. This one is... Uh, this Pirates of the Caribbean is probably the best Lego game so far. It looks... Like, even just looking at it once, you can see it's highly improved over all the others. It just looks better. The lighting is really good. The It's high definition. It, there's lots of detail. Like, the Jack Sparrow... Lego, it looks exactly like you would think it's supposed to, and you can. But even, it still looks like a Lego. Like but it still looks like a Lego. Yeah, yeah. But they've they kind of instead of just sticking with everything Lego like they used to, they've started merging like really high res computer graphics with Lego. Like not everything needs to be made of Lego anymore. They've decided it doesn't all have to be Lego. So if you're on a beach. And there's trees. Well, maybe the trees aren't made of Lego. Maybe we make them look more realistic. So the scene just looks cooler looking. And I think that's where they changed. They decided... Do there any other toys that they mix in ever? No, just Lego. But um, this one is all four pirates... Corporate vacuum sucking up your money. No. This one's all, all four <laughs> Pirates like of the Caribbean movies. Including the new one that's not even out yet. Um, and... You know, it's laid out in the Lego style. It's co-op, split screen. It kind of it does the same as the other one did. Like, it's not split screen. If you're close together, it's full screen. And then if you wander off apart from each other, then it goes split screen. So you can play it really cool on one television. You don't have to play it over live. Um, it's got more puzzles than I remember. But the you can play co-op on live. What you can, it? yeah. Right. But you, if you, if it's the kind of game, and I'm sure a lot of people play this with the kids. 
sit on the couch and play. It's perfect for that. Um, it's it covers all the movies in that funny style. The cutscenes are like exaggerated things that didn't happen in the movies happen in the cutscenes. You know, there's a lot there's a lot less characters to collect in Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. than there is in Star Wars. Star Wars has this big grid of characters that you have to fill in. There's hundreds of them. It's like whoa, because I mean, in Star Wars, there's about fifty droids, all different kinds of droids, right? But in Pirates of the Caribbean, it's there's not as many people. You know, there's not like pirate. This guy. Pirate. No, there's quite a bit, really, when you think about it. It's a lot smaller, the grid, right. I noticed. So, you know, there's Captain Jack in several different outfits. Where he's, where he's been... You have David Jones and his crew. Yeah. Captain Jack, like, this, where he was um, taken hostage by the natives and he's painted yeah. up his face. There's that version of him. There's the normal version of him. It's really yeah. funny at the beginning. Kieran Knightley and all of them. Yeah, it's Kieran Knightley has... Kieran Knightley in uh, underwear... Like the uh, she's called corset yeah yeah version. There's like the version where she's in like this wedding dress. There's the version where she's you know in, pirate in the pirate outfit. Yeah, so it's more you know all the characters you love. Um, it's a good choice of a subject for a Lego game. It runs itself perfectly. You know the very the first movie where um, Jack Sparrow comes on the boat and like floats into the dock and yeah, yeah. There's bo- the ship's sinking. They do that in a <laughs> oh cutscene. Oh my god, I love But that. all the Lego blocks are falling off the ship as it comes <laughs> in. It's really cool looking. And then he just steps on. So, well, that, I think that's the best scene of all the movies. <laughs> it is. It's just like so iconic, isn't it? You know, you can show that scene and it's... So um, yeah, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. If you like the Lego games, I think, for me, and I love Star Wars, this is better done than the Star Wars ones. They just... I think they've... I don't... You know me. I don't think it's fair to compare except think, to say... I just think it's like six, seven years down the line yeah, now. Yeah, start with they've the first They've figured it though. out. Like they, they know what parts people like. And some of the older LEGO games had really dull parts. And I think they figured that, uh, you know, these some of these puzzles are kind of lame. So let's remove them now and make it a bit more... The parts you like are in there. And the parts that you don't like are not. So... You know, they still have no talking, which is really cool. I yeah, love like the cutscenes with no talking. Or there's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh-huh. the noises. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they don't need uh-huh. to get Johnny Depp to make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he did. You don't know. So yeah, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, it's out on everything. Literally everything. Does it have the monkey? Yes. And does. the guy whose eyes pop out, his eye pops out? Yep. From the office? Yep. Right? See, they got a lot of characters. In fact, yeah. The, does it have the father with the wig? It has everybody. One of the opening scenes... You remember where they go under the water with barrels over yeah, their yeah. heads? You have to do that. You go under the right. water. So this is cool. You know, they take all the best parts of the movie. Um, the part we're up to, we're only in the first movie still, but it's the part where you go to the pirates' uh, village and you have to recruit them all. Do you remember? Taruga or whatever it's called. Yeah. And you, and you have to get them all on the ship. So we're just doing that part. So, um, yeah, I recommend it. Um, the other Speaking game... Of I'm, that, what made me think of this... Date night, you know, Steve Carell. They have a boat over their head at some point. Yes, I think they they're do. just running. I saw with the it. clip on that, yeah. But uh, my mom watched that on the flight to Germany and she laughed her head off. She, she had headphones on, and every once in a while you hear her just bust out laughing. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Did you see that? And she's like yelling at you, right? Because she, like, headphones I'm sitting off. right in. <laughs> like you do when I talk to you. <laughs> so hilarious. So the second game I've been playing this week is. MX versus ATV Alive, and it's an it's a um, quad bike slash motocross game that is very poor, to be honest, very poor. Um, it looked kind of crappy. I don't know why you guys played so long. 
I was just getting achievements left, right, and centre. So I was like, "Well, I'll play this until the achievements stop coming, and then I'll then I'll probably never play it again." It seemed a bit boring. Um, yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, it what's boring about it is, and it's it's a forty dollar game. First off, it's like so that's a budget title for a three sixty game because they're normally sixty new releases. So there's twenty dollars off it up front. That kind of rings alarm bells in my mind sometimes when oh, I see. Don't be one of those people. Come well, on. I'm not being one of those people. I, I've bought enough cheaper games and they've been shit. There's a reason they knocked $20 off original, off the price at the beginning. It's usually because they realise there's not enough content in there. And that's the deal with this game. There's not enough content. See, I disagree. If it's crappy, it should be $10. And a game like Red Dead Redemption should be $30. It shouldn't be 60 Well, so, there you go. here, the game's... The game is... The mechanics and all that are fine. If you like motocross racing, you'll like this game. But you start off with two tracks, right, to race. There's two tracks. And now there's a level-up system, like like most games nowadays. You get XP for doing stuff, and you, you a bar goes up, and eventually you get to level 2 and 3 and 10 and 15, etc. Now, you get these two tracks and this leveling system. The third track, you have to get to level 10 in the leveling system. And you get, to, you get the levels by playing these two tracks. Now, you have to do these two tracks for three or four hours to get to level <laughs> 10. So you're doing the same. You've already got the gold medal on the tracks, but you're actually playing the track again for no other reason as to get some more XP. It's a rubbish system. It's rubbish. It's like, okay, there's these two tracks, and how many other tracks is this to unlock? There's probably three more. I think there's five tracks in total on there. And there's no progression. It's not like a story. It's not like a... It's just the you just unlock tracks eventually. Um, it's a really bad way of doing things because you don't feel like you're working to anything. You don't, you know, or you feel like you're grinding. You know, like people say that on a massively multiplayer online game like Warcraft. Yeah. Where they say, yeah, I like Warcraft, but this quest that I have to do, I have to get 50 bear skins. And I've, what I've got to do is just stand in this field killing these bears. That's what you feel like you're like doing. Like on The Sims Medieval, I, have, I can get an achievement where I have to throw 50, 150 eggs at someone in the stocks. Like that, it's boring, right? So I just to commit myself and go, okay, for the next half hour of my life, I'm going to sit here yeah. and throw eggs at someone. It's like, that sounds really ridiculous. It, yeah. You sound like crazy people, don't we? When you tell people about a game that you're playing and they have no no concept of it and there's like you did what like you clicked the mouse yeah. enough times to throw 150 eggs at somebody's head <laughs> so i like racing games of any kind but i cannot recommend this in any capacity it's just poor all the way around mx versus atv alive good music even no not really it's that yeah and here's like, my perspective you know how you complain every single time the guy across the road revs his motorcycle well, I'm in the kitchen and you're playing that game. That's what I'm thinking. Shut that fucking mm-hmm. game off. You're driving me nuts. Because all I'm hearing is... Rrr, rrr, I did turn the uh, volume down on the, uh, on the engine to 10% of 100. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was still annoying. I'm just glad you don't love it. Because then I'd be stuck with it. Um, but no, <laughs> if, you're gonna want, if you want an MX versus ATV game and they come out every year, just get last year's. Last year's was infinitely better than this. And I've played them every year, you know? Did it you? was... Like, enjoy that one? Yeah, last year's was good. It, it, I mean, it looks the same. They don't really change the look of it. But last year's had a progression thing. You had more tracks than two. To... It seemed like it had okay music because my friend's son was playing it when I was at her house. It's and it just, was all right. It's just... Like, um, that, mm. a lot of death metal, a lot of... I don't like that kind of music. 
You don't like rock. It drives me crazy. (laughs) I kind of like it, maybe. That's my big... So I like electronic music in games. Yeah. Like Wipeout, where I'd have the Prodigy or something. That kind of music. London Electric. So, um, yeah, I don't like it. Um, Don't recommend it. Um, So, on Tuesday this week, L.A. Noir comes out, which is Rockstar's newest game, which I already know I will like it, and I'll be... I'm looking over there to see if you've got your uh, Woody on yet for it. <laughs> I'll be talking about it next week, and I can already tell you. I mean, th- yeah, you're has there been a Rockstar game I don't like? Probably not. Not that I'm aware of. Manhunt I wasn't so fond of, but, mm. you know. Um, but it's very rare there's one that's not good. So, in anticipation for L.A. Noir this week, I was like, I, I just want some Rockstar stuff. I want to play something Rockstar. Turns out I hadn't finished Red Dead Redemption, because it's huge. I mean... I've literally, I've got 85 hours on my game clock. I feel like when you were playing it, it was like constant and I played weeks it. and yeah, weeks. Yeah, and I think that's why I stopped playing it, because something else came along and never got back to it. I did go back to it on and off, and, uh, and I wanted to try the multiplayer, and I never had played it, and this week I played a lot of the multiplayer. Here's maybe why you get tired of it or got run out of it, because I... Day after day, you play with your friend or play on your own, and I and you'd be like, "Oh, come here, look at this! I'm just wandering around the desert looking for this flower. I've been doing it yeah, for doing three it. hours." I'm like, "And he goes, no," and you're like, "No, I'm just looking. For, if just you get awesome. every single flower of this kind or whatever, you get an achievement." And then you're like, "Oh, just look at it! I've just been doing this for hours, so maybe you got a little." <laughs> I gotta say, the game. I gotta say, it's it, it's a masterpiece. This game. I like the GTA games a lot. But this game is just... It's insanely... Everything about it is amazing. It like makes you a, want to play right now, doesn't it? Like, as soon as we're done with this, you want to play for a few minutes. Like, I'm right near the end of it now. Um, you think? The story's really great. There's, like, 80 missions. It's, it's nuts. It's like... It, there's so much content in this game. Like I said, I've been playing it. I played it... I bet I played it for two months when I got it right. Mm-hmm. Over and over. At least. I don't know. What, something came along, and that's why I put it down and just never got back to it. But... You know, it was always on my desk because I always had it. I have a like a little pile of games on my desk that are ones that I like to go back to. I'll tell you what happened. <clears throat> a new Call of Duty, I believe. Probably. But um, I've been back to it this week. I've been playing the multiplayer. It's really good. And I'm going to finish the story. Now, once I've finished the story, I actually bought the DLC for Red <laughs> Dead Redemption. And the DLC was a 10-hour expansion to the story called Undead Nightmare and it's a separate it's Rockstar's take on Resident Evil's zombie genre so it's Wild West zombie outbreak and you're not normally a zombie fan but it's a whole new story it takes place separate to Red Dead Redemption but it's in that world but it's a whole new story cutscenes the whole thing nice. I haven't even touched it yet I haven't so what I mean is when I finish that I've also got that and then L.A. Noir this week which so I've got I've got Rockstar stuff coming out of my ears. So um, Red Dead Redemption, highly recommend it. You can literally get it for 20 bucks. That is a reasonable price for a video game. Because it's been out for a while. It's the greatest hits title anyway. I think it's 30, brand new. But I've seen it for 20 online. So 20 is just it's a steal for this game. I, th- I don't think there'll be many people who don't like it. There's got to be something in there that you like. Even if it's just playing poker online, because there's a poker game in there. Yeah, but you gotta go through a lot of other stuff just to get to the poker, I'm sure, right? Yeah, there's so much to it. Like on Grand Theft Auto, where you could go to a comedy club and watch Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah. In this, you can go to a cinema and watch old-time movies, right. silent movies. You know, it's 
there's just so many things to do and stuff that you don't even expect you're like wow I can do that I can sit and watch a whole movie in this cinema it's like crazy you know? that they've made like an animated some are animated star. some are actually um, public domain oh yeah um, old movies you know from the from those times um, highly recommended and L.A. Noir. I bet they, a lot of that content got missed by a lot of people they just oh, hammered I'm sure through people it. just go through the stuff and never go off to the side you like to you love to savor the rock star games like savor every little bit yeah as, as I like to savor them as much as sometimes I will say okay I've played a bunch of that I'll come back to it another time in this case a year later because I don't want it to end. Right, right. Then it's I done, know exactly it? what you mean. Like Portal 2. I, I did it all. Portal and then you're like, oh. And now it's just sat there and I'm like, I can't play it's it again. I feel when I get a plate of korma from the Indian restaurant. Right. And I've got about half of it done and I'm like, I better slow down. I take smaller bites. And then there's the last bite. And it's, you're like. It's just, uh. I like, you're thinking, I can eat a whole more of a plate of this. You know you can't, but you want it. And, like, you would want to replay that game immediately, but then it's just not the same. It's, it's also just... a bit, yeah, like Portal 2. You can't, like I said to you, you can't play it again. You've experienced it, right? It's, you can't forget it. You wouldn't play Red Dead Redemption again, either. Like, from the beginning. In several years, maybe. Because I, I have come back to Grand Theft Auto <laughs> yes. 3 and played it again, so. And, <laughs> and you know what? It's funny, because, like, I played Grand Theft Auto 3 again about a year ago when it was on the PC. Um, and there was parts I didn't remember, even though I'd played them before. So you do lose... You mean Vice City? No, just the original three. The oh, right. One, Liberty City. Liberty City, right. And there's missions that come up and you're like, I don't remember this mission. I did it, but I don't remember it. I thought Vice City was the first one when they came back with the 80s. That was the second one. What was the first theme? The first one was GTA 3, Liberty City. It was in Liberty City. No, it was the theme, like the music and stuff. Oh, the music was like... Uh, Had they not picked No, it wasn't even yet. licensed music. Right. It was made up music. Made up. They, they and then it. they did the 80s thing, which was awesome. They made it sound like radio stations, but it was all made up music. I remember now. But even those made up songs, I they were going around my head for yeah. weeks and I loved them. <laughs> uh, they made some house tunes. They made some jazz music. The L.A. Noire, which comes out this week, it's all jazz and uh, Ella Fitzgerald and they've licensed all those kind of people so I'm sure it will transport you to the um, did we figure it out 1930s it seems 1930s to me late 20s 30s 40s you're a cop in the 1930s but I'll talk about it next week I'm sure I'll have a lot to say about it and finally finally um, we didn't know until now um, whether there was going to be a new Call of Duty game this year like Black Ops came out last year was that big hoo-ha with Activision and the makers of Call of Duty where they were in a court case with each other and all that stuff. So we didn't know if there was going to be a Call of Duty this year. Well, something got leaked this week, and this is an interesting thing, another leak. Some information about a new Call of Duty game that would possibly be coming out this year. So all this information leaked. Somebody knows the name of all the maps, knows the entire story. Kotaku reported on it. And spoiled the whole thing. I did not read it, so I, I just know that all them details are out there. I didn't even read the article. But, so all that got leaked, and then Infinity Ward, who make Call of Duty, came forward and said, we know this wasn't planned, this did get leaked, but what the hell? Yes, there's a new Call of Duty. Here's all the trailers that we were going to premiere at E3. Might as well put them out now, everybody knows about it. So this week... They weren't supposed to be announcing this, but it's been announced. Modern Warfare 3, which is, to me, the premium 
Call of Duty strand. You know, they've got Black Ops, they've got World at War, but Modern Warfare is the one that I love. And it's the third um, Modern Warfare. It's modern, as the title suggests. It takes place in... Like the, the Modern Warfare 2 was took place in America and stuff. Mod, this new one takes place in England. Oh. Modern Paris. Because it's oh. three strands. And it's right Ameri- up your European Yazoo there. And America. So... That sounds very interesting to me, you know, and it's the modern warfare and it's got all the multiplayer that we all love. Any co- I'm excited for any Call of Duty game, but this is like the... I expected another Black Ops this year. Like Black Ops 2, maybe, because Black Ops is almost like the side title, the spin-off one. But we're getting the main course. And who knew? It just... Somebody leaked it. And if I think do- most women could identify with me when I say this. I wish that you got as excited about things about me as you do about your video games. Well, I'm not involved. kidding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm saying women will identify that. Uh, yeah. How self-involved of you? I'm just saying you get so excited about those things. They're such a priority. Nothing else is seemingly that you don't get that interested, that excited, that anticipatory about anything else. That okay. I know Well, of. thanks for that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe in the inside. Mm. But anyway, modern, modern warfare. Maybe you talk to your friends like, I can't wait till my wife comes home from work. That It'll be so awesome. Like, she she comes home every day, but I just can't wait. It's so, I'm so, in- yeah, I'm sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, Modern Warfare 3, November the 8th. Mark the date on your calendar. <gasps> Not that date. The day before is more important. It's usually they usually the big games for the year usually come out on your birthday, don't they? <laughs> yeah. On the seventh, they actually come out. This year, this one's out on the eighth, but it's crazy that week. Maybe I, my birthday's on a Sunday or something. Something. Yeah. The games in that week. What is good question? Keep talking. In that week, what's scheduled so far? Right, is get this: Gears of War three. Okay. No, my birthday's on a Monday. Right. So what's the eighth? Oh, the 8th is... It, it will be the next day. The 8th, is, the 8th is right, isn't it? It's a Tuesday, the game release day. But on that day, there's Gears of War 3, Modern Warfare 2, Uncharted 3. It just seems like, why do you put all the mega games on one day? It doesn't make sense, does it? Because you can't buy them all, right? It shouldn't, but... <laughs> I mean, they're all games I want to play, right? I mean, obviously, I want to see how Gears of War ends up. I love Uncharted. It's one of my favourite games on the PS3. Um, I wouldn't miss a Call of Duty title. Uh, what, there's something else as well that day. Something else, uh, Well, thank God there's no DJ Hero or Guitar Hero because those would probably be out on that day. There's none of that this year. So, But um, that's it for the games this week. LA Noir Tuesday. Can't wait. Be excited. So what have you got? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? I made some whole wheat pasta. And we're going to have that with maybe some like onions and some sauce and some Morningstar sausage patties. They're not real sausage. Morning sausage sauce, it says. <laughs> yeah. Gonna make a sauce with the Morning Star sausage patties. And we have coleslaw. And I made the eggless chocolate cake that you oh, love yeah. so much. I love that stuff. I'm excited. Thanks to a, a friend of ours who sent us some eggless chocolate cake. Yes. And unfortunately, I couldn't find that recipe. But I knew it well enough that when I looked up a recipe to get the exact amounts, I know it's the same. Maybe if we if we say this now and that person is listening, they can email us that recipe. <laughs> What's the recipe? Well, I've made it. What's the recipe called? I don't know. It's no, like, I mean just for our future like, reference. Like Nana's... Nana's chocolate cake. chocolate cake. Maybe they could email it to sidtalk.com. 
Because you know how she. Don't put your name all over it, or I will not read it. Um, the recipe for that cake, please. I can tell you the recipe. Three cups of flour, two cups of sugar, uh, eight tablespoons of cocoa powder, teaspoon of vanilla or a teaspoon and a half, a tablespoon or two of vinegar. This is why they vary. Uh, teaspoon or two teaspoons of baking soda. We got everything. Water, oil, oil the pan, mix it all together, pour it in. It has no eggs, no butter, and it's it's lush, isn't it? It's, it's like nice, really moist, nice. and, and it keeps good for like half a week. Today I didn't let it get totally. I was still a tiny bit warm, and then I put the lid on. So hopefully that'll even make it more kind of moist in there. But it's so delicious. And I have a friend who absolutely insists you can't make a cake without eggs. You absolutely can. I, absolutely. I, was a, I didn't think you could either. Yeah, I didn't know how it would work, how it would stick together, and it's. Just, I actually think it's better than a cake with eggs. I'm thinking about it now. I might have that for my dinner. We might have that, and then have the pasta for dessert. Or have <laughs> the pasta and with cut up bits of cake. <laughs> no. No, we won't. Um, and what else have I got on there? Meaning of life, but I think we'll skip that for now. You doing anything interesting tomorrow? <laughs> Funny you should ask. Yes, I am. I am going to my cousin's daughter, which would, of course, be my cousin as well, is graduating from high school, and I'm driving up there to go to the graduation and the after-party slash family get-together thingy. And the funny thing about this branch of the family is they run a... Smokehouse, like a meat. Oh yeah, processing Perfect plate. Rose. <laughs> we don't eat meat anymore. We're not freaky vegetarians or anything. We just don't eat, eat meat anymore. I'm but freaky. tomorrow it will be an issue because I uh, and she doesn't care and I don't care either way. We're not. It won't be an issue. It's not an issue, like a big deal. People will say, people will mention it over and over because they just do every time I go home. It's like a big deal. I don't know why. I don't know why you come. And I don't home. ever bring home. it up. Well, this is home. England is your home. Wouldn't you say that? No. You'd say I'd be going home to visit? No, I don't think so. Manchester's not your home in your mind? No. I think where you are is your home. Where you live. Well, this house is my home. But when you say I'm going home, well, this is the way it works, mm. I guess. It's interesting. <laughs> home is like where I grew up. Somewhere you lived like many, you know, 25 years ago. That's true. It's not been your home forever, really. Well, I mean, it was your home for your, for your formulative years or whatever you got. That's what it is, isn't it? Mm. Because no matter where you go after that, like, I have a home here. I don't think of this town as my hometown. I kind of do. Oh, that's so interesting, because mm. I don't at all. But then your childhood was way different from mine. Mm-hmm. I think the, I don't know, the perceived stability of mine versus the non-stability of yours that could make a huge difference you know yeah we had a place and we had traditions every single christmas was the same every single easter was the same yeah all of it was the same people the same stuff that's probably why by the time i was 18 i was ready to get the hell out of there and wouldn't want to ever go back and then as i've gotten older i love going back so the thing is i was asking my cousin what she's making for the dinner afterwards and every single thing was meat you know like right this, this, this. Oh, of course then, it will be. But then she said veggie pizza. And I wrote her back and said, that's awesome. You're making a veggie pizza. That's right up my alley. And she wrote back. She said, well, I do put bacon on the veggie pizza. And I said, well, that's not a veggie pizza then. But that's fine. I mean, ba- I don't care what they eat. A veggie pizza with bacon on it is hilarious. <laughs> it sounds delicious. I can't deny that. But It's a bacon and vegetable pizza. It would be like if I went into a restaurant and ordered the veggie pizza. And, and they, they brought me a thing with bacon all over it. Oh, oh, and they go, yeah, we put bacon on our veggie pizza. And you'd be like, <laughs> Bacon a, bacon doesn't grow from a plant. It's not vegetation. Therefore, it is not a vegetable. I think people might think it is. 
<laughs> so um, I'm going to take lots of pictures of the young lady because she's, she's just a funny, vibrant young lady. I've only really been around her holidays and stuff, but she just, she's very likable to me. So hopefully that will be a lovely day. I have like three hours of driving there and I may or may not stay all night. We'll see how it goes in the evening. I want to help her clean up after her party. And then, um, so I'm looking forward to that. I've got her some little gifts. Like I just bought some random weird things and all the pictures I take, I'll probably end up with hundreds of pictures. Then I'll put them on a CD for her or put them on her laptop for her or whatever. And then got a couple other graduations to hit the next few weeks as well. So it's graduation season. Dylan graduates. I'm going to that. And Cindy's daughter, Haley, graduates. I don't know if I'll be going to that one, but that's my friend's daughter. And they're all in the same area. So it's all three-hour drive, three-hour drive there, three-hour drive home. But that's fine. My car is small. It doesn't take much gas. And it's worth it. That's so that's said. it. Thank you for asking where I'm going. That's exciting. All right. So is that everything for this week? Let's wrap up. I think we must have... Yeah. Yeah, we got to an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> we have a weird... Way of getting the same... Well, um, like a radar. I had a discussion that. this week about podcast length with a friend of mine. And he said... The perfect length for a podcast is either an hour to an hour and a half. Anything over that is kind of annoying because he'll listen to it on the way to work and then on the way home. And if it rolls over to another day, it's kind of annoying. Like some of the Kevin Smith ones where they're four hours now or whatever, these new ones. He can't be doing with them. Oh, I thought they were all an hour now. Well, he has this morning show, which is actually four hours. His, his show's four hours, but other people get an hour. So that one was four hours every single day. I downloaded it this week. I subscribed to the feed. I could never even get through the first one. It's too long. Like It's it's not interesting anymore. No, it's not really. Uh, So, yeah, I think sticking shorter is better. So with that in mind, I want to remind (laughs) you... Stop talking now! Remind you about the websites. This is uh, ascully.com, sidtalk.com. That's my website, your website. And you can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook... Xbox Live, YouTube. I was looking into, uh, for this week, uh, WordPress have got a plugin now where comments on any of your stories can be Facebook instead of WordPress. Right. So you log in to comment with Facebook and it's a Facebook comments that appears on your page. You get what I'm saying? Not really. Like, instead of having to make a login for... Do we have to link everything to Facebook? Well, instead of making a login for aschoolie.com and they have to make one to make a comment. Oh, I get you. Then they can just sign in with a... It says sign in with Facebook. They press the button and then can leave a comment. It's kind of a cool idea. Like most Blogger. People, when you do that, it's a Google thing or something. Yeah. Well, Facebook have allowed any site now to use their logins. So you can say... You can, you can go the same route and use the WordPress comments, but you can also just... If you can't be bothered doing a password and all that, just click connect with Facebook. And comment with Facebook. So I'm thinking of maybe plugging that into the site just as an extra option for some people, you know. Um, so yeah, catch us on YouTube, Xbox Live, Facebook, Twitter. You can get this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace if you own a Zoom, the iTunes Music Store if if you own an Apple product, and RSS feed if you just go to ascully.com, 
click on the word podcast, you can subscribe, listen on the page, etc. You're going to say something. I'm going to say something because in Family Guy, they had a joke the other day. There was a big fancy swanky party. His father-in-law is really rich. Bill Gates is at the party. The father-in-law says something to Bill Gates. Bill Gates answers back. The father-in-law goes, oh, here, let me look on my Zoom. Oh, no, I don't have a Zoom. I have an iPod like the rest of the world. And then he punches him in the face. Funnily enough, I've seen that clip because it was on a website somewhere. And I was like, screw you, Family Guy. Yeah, Zoom. Of course, nobody else. Seth MacFarlane. I hate you because I mean I love everything else, but that I love my Zoom. The Zoom HD, which you have, is an awesome device. Fantastic. I have no idea why it failed because it is really a cool device. It does everything. You it know. does everything except it's not a phone. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, that's, why that's the not what they advertised it to be, was it? I know, but the iPhone does everything the Zoom does, and it's yeah, a phone. But a lot of people don't have the iPhone. They have the iPod Touch, which is just the same as a Zoom. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I feel like the iPod's kind of old-fashioned now as well. No, people have them. Yeah, not as many. The iPod Touch is the same as the iPhone without the phone part. People have those. And there's also, if you like the Zoom, but you don't want to buy a Zoom, you want a phone, well, the Windows 7 phone is now available and it has the Zoom built into it. Mm. So so there is that option. Is that what I'm getting for next Christmas? Well, you have to buy a phone yourself. <laughs> I get contracted and all that. Right? Not necessarily. Just buy for it. You can That'd just pay for it. Well, you can. There's $700. No, not me, you. What? You're the one that keeps supplying me with my Zoom, so that's on your agenda for next year. If you, when you do get a new phone, you you could get a Windows 7 phone, and then you, then you won't have to learn anything. It's just exactly like your Zoom, but with a phone, right? If it's on US Cellular. Oh, that's the yeah. problem, isn't it? And why can't you switch carriers? Because US Cellular is the only place that works where, it, when I drive and how up often to are you, are you there? doesn't matter. I still want to work when I'm there. or It goes out. It, have we not got to a point where other carriers work up there as well? Not that I've found. No. Really? Yeah. You think over the years they would have mm. spruced that up? It's pretty rural. Right. All right. So finally, you can leave. E- you can send email to me, ascoli.com. You can email SidTalk at SidTalk.com only if you're emailing the recipe for that particular chocolate cake. <laughs> and I want to say... Or any chocolate cake. Yeah. Or any recipe. I want to say uh, Stay Classy Green Hornet. Thank God it wasn't called... What was it going to be called? Green, green Lantern. Green Bee. <laughs> green Bean. The Bee. Red Bee. Uh, uh, was uh, it? The Green Bee. Was it the Red Bee? I didn't like that part of the story either. Trying to tell the origin of the name of the... I didn't like that, but... I did like it. I didn't. Very good. And I'm going to... Are you done with your Stay Classy thing? <laughs> say it again. I said Stay Classy the Green Hornet or the Green Bee. Okay. And I'm going to say... Bee. Think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone is happy to come along and do it for you.